And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the melting pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pat, the next level network. Hope you are well. I am back. It's just me. Many thanks to all of my guests over the last three weeks. Thaddeus, Peter Hunt, Peter Hunt Spitek, I believe. Uh, Want to use all his names, Pat. And, um, and Matt Shaw for the WrestleMania preview. Thank you, everyone, for your feedback. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. Uh, next week or the week after, I don't know when... That episode is coming out, uh, but Double Identity will be back on the show to talk about their new single and whatever else we talk about. It hasn't happened yet as I sit here recording, um, but we got to do this one a little bit early because of uh, timing and scheduling and all that. So there you go. That's what's coming up. That's what's going on. That's what's been happening and what is happening with the show. And there you go. Sorry, I had to check a work thing real quick, but we're good. We are good. I will say I'm not going to dive into it too deeply here, but... Uh, just we got a memo this morning, or maybe it came out Friday. I don't know. Uh, something changed with my work things that is going to make this this role that I'm in that, as you know, I don't like. Uh, it made it less terrible, so I am very happy about that. That is great. It's it was great news, and so now I'm on. A, I'm in a really good mood because um, it's been really stressful, and now it's going to be less stressful because of uh, one fewer one fewer item on the agenda. Let me put it that way. I don't like talking about work, but. Uh, there we go. All right. Today on the program. Oh, by the way, if you are a patron, then not only can you be watching me right now do this episode and get it a couple days early, but a new thing I decided to roll out is share the link to the studio. I'm recording this on Riverside, and uh, I share a link to the studio when I'm about to go live. So you can be watching me do the show in real time and, uh, and join the chat and have fun there. So Patreon.com slash the melting pat. You can pledge as little as a dollar, maybe even less. I actually don't know. Um, but Kyle and Kenny each give me a dollar a month. And uh, so they right now are the ones who can uh, join the chat and have some fun. All right. So there we go. That's uh, you could be doing that right now. You could be joining me right this second. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about job interviews, uh, testing patience. It's an old tweet, it's a couple years old, but I did. Uh, well, it's been making the rounds this week again, and I want to talk about it. I shared it in the in the Facebook group and all over my socials, like, man, posts like this are silly. And then a lot of people kind of dove in with their answers, so now I'm going to turn it into a segment for the show. I hope no one minds that I'm doing this, by the way. Um, although I shared it on my, like, on the, as the melting pad on Facebook, so I guess that's, that counts, right? Maybe? All right, anyway... Uh, we got a bunch of answers for that, so we're going to get to those. We'll talk baseball at the end of the show. Maybe the captain will join us as well. We shall see. And what else are we doing? How great Cozy TV is. Little fun thing. Little uh, little double dose of, uh, of TV things. One about me missing Hollywood video because we were watching a movie the other day, and it made me think of it. And uh, Oh, and blo- the Blockbuster news came out like a couple days after that, and I wrote it down. But I haven't done it, done a, like a real show. It's just me for like a month, so... Yeah, I get to do it today. So how about that? Does that work? Yes, great. And then, yeah, Cozy TV and how great it is. Uh, but the first thing we're doing today is we have a brand new song from our new friend. Alrighty, that was fun. Patrons got a bonus of me trying to uh, to front sell this song and ended up uh, making some mistakes. So you heard a coin. <laughs> so you hear a coin, you don't get the bonus part, which I guess is good for... Uh, for the good of the show. Anyway, I, uh, I, wow, I really, uh, did not do this well, but we're going to, we're trying again. Damn it. Take two. (laughs) So I saw this on Twitter. Someone I know, someone I follow shared this, the, uh, the band, or maybe it's one guy full blown meltdown. There we go. Um, putting out a debut song this week and I didn't know him. I just, the person who shared it was like, this is great. This guy's awesome. We're going to do this. I'm like, that sounds fun. So I'm sitting here hyping him up all week and uh, having not heard the song, not heard anything that he's done. I'm like, this is going to be fun. I'll play it on the show. And that's always a gamble because I never know if I'm going to like the song or not. But in this case, the song is fun as hell. I love it. It's very not safe for work. Uh, But this song is great. And it belongs in Tony Hawk. And I say that 
because I was playing Tony Hawk while listening to it earlier, and uh, it seemed to fit right in. Does that work? Is that a good? I think that's fine, right? What if what if Will doesn't like Tony Hawk? Well, then we're in trouble. But uh, in any case, again, the song is very not safe for work. It's not what it's called. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, in case your kids are listening or you're at work or something. Full-blown meltdown. This song is Let Me Hang. It's his debut. Get it where you get your songs. This song is so much fun. Big fan. It's the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. And there you have it, our new friend, Full Blown Meltdown, with his debut single, Let Me Hang. Go get the thing where you get your things, the Meltic Pat, the next level network. Couple of ways we could have gone there. Um, I felt good about that. I thought that was uh, that was a fun thing to do. And I just kind of took the beginning riff and added some wow, 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 and uh, and that was really fun. All right, great. There you go. Full blown meltdown. Let me hang. That's the song, the band, and the song. And there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Tortu friend. 
Oh, boy. If he becomes a patron and hears how I screwed up earlier, well, he'll actually probably find it funny knowing nothing about him. I think he'll find that fun. So there you go. New music right there. All right. We're good. We're good. Okay. We are going to talk about job interviews uh, based on a tweet that I saw that's been making the rounds again from a couple years ago because we got a lot of answers there. But first thing that I want to talk to you about is something I wrote down several weeks ago. But again, I haven't been here doing a real show. So it just sat, and uh, now I'm just waiting to do a regular show, and here we are. We were watching Con Air, because it was on TV, and that's a movie that we watch all the time when it's on TV, because uh, it's great. It's a fantastic movie. And then right after that, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, the remake with Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie and other people, um, it came on right after. And I like that movie a lot, because it's just, I mean, it's just a fun, like, it's a good popcorn flick. Stealing Cars, Nick Cage. It's good stuff, right? So uh, somebody hates that movie. Like, no, this movie sucks, actually. All right. All right. Settle down. Um, I like it. And it made me just made me think, made me nostalgic for Hollywood video. Because as far as I can remember, that was one of those where like, we saw the cover. So I went to Hollywood video as a kid. So I was, what, 10, 11? And I saw the cover of the movie and i'm like oh cool nicholas cage she's great angelina jolie she's great and it's about you know steal they're like stealing cars i'm like this is great because hollywood video if you don't remember i guess if you're a blockbuster family it might be a little different but it was like an event right it's friday you get to go pick out a movie maybe you get to pick out a game i remember picking out uh many an n64 game a lot of the trips were for super smash brothers we rent oh my god we rented that so many times before we finally bought it um (laughs) But it was an adventure, and watching Gone in 60 Seconds, a movie I enjoy, and a movie that I saw because we got it from Hollywood Video, it made me just think about how much fun it was going to the store. Like, you get to roam the aisles, and it's something that doesn't really happen anymore because, you know, everything is... And I'm not saying it's bad, because streaming is very convenient, and, you know, with the global pandemic still uh, still going on, it's uh, probably better for the time being that you can watch everything kind of from your home or from somebody else's home or whatever. You don't have to go and make another trip. But it was an event. You get to go to Hollywood Video. uh, Near ours, there was a KFC across the way. So sometimes we went over there. And it was was a whole thing. It was a whole adventure. It was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I miss it. We went when we... Let me think here. I'm trying to think of what year this was. Because Jill and I, since then, like it's not rentals, but we would go... Uh, when we go to the mall, we would go through FYE and find the used things and get a movie for like four bucks or whatever. And there was a place near our apartment. Well, near actually, we're not far from where from there now. We're closer to there now, actually. It was called Movie Stop. And it was, yeah, the whole, the aesthetic was GameStop, but it was movies. <laughs> and, <laughs> and kind of like wandering the aisles there has always been fun just to see you know, you'll find something that you never heard of or something that you saw as a kid and you're like, oh, we got to get this. I remember this. And you kind of unlock a memory that way. And seeing the movie on TV unlocked uh, some memories there. And I thought it was really fun. And then like four days after that happened, like when I wrote this down for the show, a couple days later, um, I saw that Blockbuster was apparently looking to make a comeback, like officially. There's still one little Blockbuster left in, I don't know where it is, but there is one Blockbuster still operating. But um, I see they're trying to come back. And I saw somebody wrote a piece, um, I don't remember who, but the whole like gist of it was, yes, they should come back for video game rentals. I'm like, okay, that would, that might be okay. But I feel like the better play, and I loved like all the comments on that story were, no, not Blockbuster, but like my mom and pop shop from back in the day. And everybody and the people from you know, around the country were like, yeah, buy this place from this place on uh, Fifth Avenue or this place on, uh, you know, Pine Street or whatever. And everyone had their story of a mom and pop shop that they wanted to see come back instead of Blockbuster. And I'm not saying that that it wasn't great. Like, we, we didn't really go to Blockbuster. We were, again, a Hollywood video family. But there was a period of time when Blockbuster and Hollywood Video and, and these other places were the stops to go to. And they were great. And then toward the end of their kind of shelf life, yes, pun intended, they kind of got messy where they only had, you know, the crappy movies and the movie you wanted to see, they got like four copies of and everybody got there before you, which sucked. But 
there was a period of time when these places reigned supreme for good reason. And so do I think, anyway, to, uh, to wind that around, do I think blockbusters should come back? Maybe not. But I will say that the, uh, the event of wandering the store, wandering the aisles, just looking for a movie, maybe having only a general idea of what you'd like to see. Oh, I want to see a comedy. Oh, I want to see, uh, let's watch an action movie. Let's watch a foreign film. Let's watch a whatever. Let's watch a rom-com, whatever. And this, so the idea of the event of doing that and just making a choice based on genre, genre, as Alex Trebek used to say, um, the idea that you could enjoy an evening that way and then go home, watch the movie, and hopefully it doesn't suck. But the <laughs> just the idea that's gone. And then, you know, I guess... I guess what a lot of people were realizing is, well, yes, it was great, but then at the end of it, where we may get the the end of times blockbuster, the end of times, nope, uh, the end times blockbuster, and not the uh, the heyday blockbuster, which was great, right? So that's always uh, someone always has to remind us that yes, nostalgia is great, but how long is that going to last? Like, how many times are you going to go? Before it really goes, oh, you know what? I could have stayed home for this. <laughs> also, though. I do think the location is important. Like if the blockbuster reopens that's near the uh, the KFC or wherever, or that's near the the great pizza place that you only get to go to when you're over there, and so you make a trip to go for the pizza and go to Blockbuster, like that could work out for everybody. But I don't know, like as far as the video game rental thing, I think that would work. Although I play a lot of my games on Steam, most of my games on Steam or Epic uh, on PC, and I don't have a disk drive for this PC, I mean, I could probably get one, right? Is that a thing I could do? Could I get it to Josh? If you're listening, how hard would it be to install a disk drive on this PC? Let me know, like Blu-ray or whatever. Um, I guess Blu-ray would, would be good, right? Because then I could that would cover everything, right? Blu-rays, DVDs, and CDs, right? I hope so, anyway. Um, and so I think that uh, that would really work out if I could do that. And then I could spend some time wandering around a blockbuster or a West Coast video or a Hollywood video or a or a wherever or a take five. There's a reference for local people. Um, there's a reference for Bristol people, I should say. You know, you could do that and make it worth your while, even if they just did video games. But for me, I can't for me, man, I just uh I couldn't do that. It wouldn't work out for me. But I get the sentiment. I really do. The whole point of that was um watch Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie. And um I don't know, maybe, uh, or I guess, what's your movie? Like, what's a movie that you would see on TV and go, man, I remember getting that from Blockbuster, and then also we did this, and then also we did, like, we did that, like, we went and got stuff for us pizza from Pizza Hut, and we watched this movie, or we went this place and got this game, and I fell in love with this game for the first time, right, or something like that. So what's your, uh, I guess, what's a, there's still like a random movie that you saw at any point and went, you know what, man, I got this from Hollywood Video and I liked it. And then, you know, your brain sends you down a nice trail of memories. So let me know. All right. Ever write the Melting Pat? Okay. The other thing I want to talk about TV wise real quick is, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. I've mentioned this other places, but we, um, so we were, I guess you could call us bad parents. We put the TV on while we're waiting to go to bed. We're cleaning up, whatever. So we flip over to uh, Cozy TV. It's one of these channels that I'd never heard of. So I flip over. And I'm like, oh man, Frasier's on. That's great. I love Frasier. Frasier's really good. So we flip that on and we just leave Cozy TV on, watch some Frasier. And then it goes Roseanne and then The Nanny. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like the greatest block. If you like 90 sitcoms, this is like the greatest block on television. And it's on every night. That so goes Frasier, The Nanny, or I'm sorry, Frasier, Roseanne, The Nanny. An hour each, right in a row. I'm like, this is great. This is fantastic. Cozy TV. The primetime lineup does not miss. Speaking of nostalgia and things you watch on TV, that's how this connects to the other thing I said. If it doesn't, and I just wanted to mention that we get to watch Frasier and Roseanne and the Nanny all the time, then that's fine too. It's my show. You know how this goes. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. I love it. Speaking of nostalgic things, that's where that that's where that happened. Then we're going to call this segment, I don't know, TV nostalgia, movie nostalgia. Does that work? We'll figure something else out. I don't know. All right. Anyway, um, we were going to do a quick segment on unsolicited rants based on something Jen sent me the other day about an encounter she had at the store or wherever she was. But I want to turn that over to you, maybe make that a question. When have you, uh, in public, 
been subjected to the rant of a stranger. And they were talking about St. Patrick's Day, and this lady was really mad that uh, they took away St. Patrick's Day or something like that. It reminded me of, uh, I was working at the store one day, and somebody said, oh, we could have this again if we vote the right way. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And then there was always the, the ladies who would come in, the older women who would come in and say, oh, you don't have any cards made in America because nothing's made over here anymore. Brr. Just random, like, things that you probably shouldn't say to strangers because you don't know how they're going to react. Like, if I had done that, it would have been a problem. But because I guess the uh, the dynamic there, I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, a time that, or when that guy, uh, when I was outside the daycare a few months ago, or a year ago, I guess, and I, the guy was like, oh, man, you got to keep the woman, man. I'm not in a relationship, but yeah, that's how you know you got to keep. Like, that weird guy was giving me, the, like, marital advice. It was really strange. So uh, think of a time when you have been uh, subjected to the to the rant of a stranger through no, uh, without asking. Let me know, all right? Ever at the Belting Pat, that's how you get in touch with all of me and answer all my questions that I'm asking you, all right? All right, so I want to talk about job interviews for a second. We've talked about job interviews a lot on this show. They could be messy. They could be weird. They can be awkward, sure. But this one, this tweet's been going around. So this is from 2019, but it's been making the rounds this week. And so I wanted to bring it up because I shared it on my things and said, you know what? This is what we're going to do. And I didn't think I was going to use this on the show, but uh, I am. So there you go. How about that? Hope nobody minds. So here's the, uh, here's the tweet in question. An employer invited six people for an interview by 7 a.m. They were all dressed and sharp before the time. He told them to wait. By 3 p.m., three had left. By 6 p.m., he came and met only two. They got the job. That was the interview. Test of patience. And patience is in all caps for some reason. So I read this, and a lot of negative thoughts went through my brain when I read this. And I think I'd seen this before, but again, making the rounds this week. Um, apparently, this is a common practice in Nigeria, according to some of the comments. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know about cultural differences in, from Nigeria to the U.S. I'm not going to do that. We're not going to get on some kind of weird high horse. So I'm only looking at this through an American lens, and I just have to ask, what the f***? What is this? What are we doing? Why? What are we doing? What are we doing? So, okay, you're an employer. Say, all right, say I'm looking for somebody to work for me as a producer, or as a, no, I'm sorry, as an engineer, right, to edit the show. And I say, all right, you be here by uh, by 7 a.m. I would never do that to you, but let's, let's use the numbers that are here, all right? So you be at this place by 7 a.m., and I'll come talk to you. And you show up, and you sit there, and you wait. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait. And I don't show up until 6 o'clock in the evening. I don't expect it. If that, like, if that's my plan, to make you sit there for 11 hours, I don't expect anybody to be there when I come back. Again, I would never do this, because this is a complete... I don't even know what to say. I, I just, I don't like it. It's not, it's not good. It's not a good thing. I don't like the people... I wish I could be surprised that people were praising this uh, this method, because this is bad. This is not good. So I, I just... I uh, An employer who doesn't respect my time is not going to get my labor. If you expect me to sit there for 11 hours and do nothing and wait for you doing whatever it is you're doing, you're not going to get my job, right? You're not going to get me doing, your, doing whatever work you need done. Not going to happen. So flip this the other way, though. If you're scheduled for an interview at 7 a.m., and you show up at six and say, oh, I was testing your patience. You're not getting that job. That interviewer is long gone by the time you would show up. I do want somebody to gamble and try that, though. Like, maybe do it if, uh, don't do it if you desperately need the job. Because you don't want to, you know, destroy a good chance or, or uh, any chance to make money, right? So maybe don't, uh, don't do it on a job you really want. And then just, like, show up really late. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Just see, it's not happening though. The interviewer would be gone. You could say, oh, I was testing your patience. And they would be like, they would laugh at you. But an employer could do it and people would say, yeah, this is great. They got to test your patience for their employees. Like, no, dude. No, absolutely not. So I, what I'll do is I'm going, first of all, if a job wants to interview me at 7 a.m., that's, it's not a good time to interview somebody. It's really not. The work there for a lot of, well, let me think of what kind of job this is. Like my workday starts at eight. So if you're interviewing me before the workday, that's, I don't know. I don't like that. Anyway, I just maybe I just want to 
go do things at 7 a.m. considering how early I'd have to get up and leave the house, depending on how far away the place is. Maybe that's it. But anyway, I... Man, I don't like this. I'll give you an hour at most because, you know, traffic and medical and family emergencies and things of that nature. I'll give you an hour, right? You got to maybe you had, you had another appointment, although if you're interviewing at 7 a.m., I'm not sure what other appointment you would have at 5 or 6, but I guess it depends what the job is, right? So if you're working, I guess if you're working at a, like if that's your shift, it's, you know, that's different, but I'll give you an hour. And then after that, I'm asking, uh, I'm asking reception if there is a receptionist. I, although I wonder if, like, in this scenario, if the employer was like, "Hey, come to this place," and it's just an empty room, and no one else is really in the building, like the guy opened the door and left it open for the people to show up, and then he left or did something else, and then they just sat there by the, like together, waiting, and you know, go through all that. That's, I don't know. Anyway. So I'll give you an hour and I'll go to reception and say, hey, just wondering, like, if was there an emergency? Did he did he call in and say he's going to be late? Does he know what time this is going to be getting underway? You know, because maybe I have another interview later. Maybe I have to go pick up my kid. Maybe I have to go take care of somebody or whatever, right? Maybe you got something else on the docket and wanted to get the interview in the morning and handle your the rest of your business during the day. And so I wonder what they would say, like, if they've been coached to answer a certain way. And so I will, uh, what I'll do, yeah, I'll give you an hour. I'll ask reception. I'll judge your answer. If it's non-committal or if it seems like a bold lie, I'm leaving because I'm not sitting there all day. Like you're not testing my patience for a job interview that might never come. Like if your interview is to make me wait for 11 hours, like if that's what you're going to make me do to get the job, then how much, how much more am I going to have to deal with when I have the job? Like, am I going to have to wait to get paid? And you're going to say, oh, well, you're a very patient person. You you lasted the interview. You can wait for your paycheck. No, don't play with my money, my dude. You get this to me. I'm here. I did your job. I did your labor for you. You pay me, goddammit. Otherwise, we're uh, we're taking some steps here. And I just think like, yeah, like that's a gateway then to being mistreated at work. This is not good. I don't like this idea. I don't like this practice. I don't like that so many people stayed for so long. That bothers me. I don't know. So I put this out to uh, to the people, and thank you to everyone who answered. I'm going to read your answers now, if you don't mind. Uh, Meg says, I wouldn't stay past an hour. This is not a test. It's unprofessional. Job seekers are usually cramming as much into one day as they can, and it's extremely inconsiderate of their time and their mental health. Disturbing that anyone would think that's a good story or example of something to do. Now, Meg, I will. I have to say this. Meg answered this question both in the Facebook group and on the Facebook page. So the other part of her answer was, I wouldn't want to work for a company that treats employment like dangling a carrot over someone's head and like it's an honor to wait so long for the opportunity to even meet with them. Setting a time for a meeting and being a little late is acceptable and human. Things happen. But this, this is megalomaniacal. Mega, oh my God. Megalomaniac is the word. Megalomaniacal. Did I get that right? That's a hard, Meg, why would you do that to me? That's a hard word. I'm kidding. Uh, it is a hard word, though. Downright evil, she says. It is evil. It is. That's good. Yeah, this is so, this is gross. I don't like this. Uh, thank you, Meg. Jen says, 7 a.m., blocked. There you go. That's the other thing. Why am I doing an interview at 7 in the morning? Why? Why? You you answer me that, and then we'll talk about other things. Uh, Jill says, half hour, maybe an hour if it's a really good job, and I have the time. After that, it's up to them to reach out later with an explanation. Yeah, you let me know. So sometimes when I've had job interviews, whether or not they went well, I'd get a follow-up email or a note from the the person saying, hey, here's the deal. We went with somebody else, whatever, right? I have a feeling that this job, this employer, who made them wait for 11 hours just to see if they could wait, is not reaching out to those other people and saying, hey, here's the deal. I can almost promise you that. I can almost guarantee I could take a dump in a, a dump in a box and market guarantee it if got spare time. Um, I can almost guarantee that they are not reaching out to the other people who were interviewed, the other four people. I can I can yeah, I would bet that they were not gonna that they're not gonna reach out. Um Amanda says I'd give them an hour and then I'd go. And I think I'd be pretty indifferent about it, like initially a little frustrated for the time I wasted, but then just on to the next one. Yeah, I feel like a lot of uh, you know. I feel like I would probably 
I mean, I would definitely ask for reception about like, hey, what's going on? And then I would go and I'd be mad like, oh, I wasted some time. But, you know, if I'm a job seeker, things happen and you just work on and, and find the next one, right? Does that work? I don't know. Amanda, thank you. And come on the show. Amanda, you got to come on the show because uh, your brother and sister have been on the show and I have to complete the set. So you let me know when you're ready. When you're up to it, you uh, think about what you'd like to discuss with me, make fun of me for ditching Instacart for the actual store for groceries and uh, maybe something else. Let me know. All right. I'm available. I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. I interrupted my own segment to shout out and talk to one person. That's how the show works. That's right. You know this by now, everyone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Judge Greg says, I'd have stayed till the interview, then told them that I didn't really want the job because they are horribly managed. There you go. Judge Greg has time today. Judge Craig had Judge Greg Craig. Sorry, buddy. Judge Greg has the time for that. That's good. That's funny. Like, no, I'm good. Oh, you have the job. You waited. You passed the test. No, I'm good. You guys suck. You're terrible. Um, we got two Kyles answering this question. So the first one, Kyle is at Kentucky Beaver Slap on Twitch. So join us on uh, Wednesdays for Dynamite, AEW Dynamite. And uh, I think they said they're going to be doing some Saturday streams for gaming stuff. So come on in over there. Jill and I are in chat often. We hang out and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll join them on a stream. I don't know. Is that a thing that could happen? Kyle, let me know if that can, if we can make that work, technologically speaking. All right. Anyway, 9 a.m. at the latest, I'm out of there. Not that this actually happened, but what a horrible tactic. I want people who would just sit around slack-jawed and staring at a wall until they're told to do something. That's a good point. I'd hire the first person who says, this, I value my time. That's a good point, right? Like, what kind of people are you hoping to get? What's the job also? If this is a real thing, that's the other thing. This could also be totally fake. Um, if this is a real thing, what kind of a job do you think this is? Like what line of work, what work are these people doing that you made them sit around for 11 hours? Like what do you think the uh, the task at hand will be once they start that job? Let me know. What do you think? Yeah, waiting to be told to do something instead of being like, hey, hey, what's going on here? So we'll see. We shall see. Maybe we won't, because this probably isn't real, because it's the internet, but it was fun to talk about. Uh, Jocelyn says, I would have bowed out long before 3 p.m. and been happy I didn't work for a company that secretly tested me. I'd say I appreciate a boss who can provide direct, clear, and concise communication. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I, you know, you want me to come do something for you, I'll do it. Just let me know. Within reason, right? Let me know. Give me all the uh, all the tools to complete the task and see if I could do it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's fine. By the way, Jocelyn hosts a wonderful podcast called the Degrassi Kid Podcast. That is what it's called, right? Damn it. Should have written this down. Anyway, if you love Degrassi, Jocelyn uh, is your girl there. So go check her out. She's great. Should I have her on the show to do our Degrassi game? I know we already did it, but it wasn't recorded. So nobody remembers, right? Should we do it? <laughs> if you don't know what I'm referencing, in like 20, I guess it would have been 2020, we did a game on uh, on Skype for Degrassi. and we showed pictures of the characters, and you had to guess whether they were gay, pregnant, on drugs, or none of the above. And it was really, really fun. And uh, we should have done it as part of the show. That would have been great. Anyway, Degrassi, man. Big fan. Uh, Omar says, nope, that's not only a test of patience. If there was no contact for a while, I would have tried to speak to someone. If they ignored it, I wouldn't want to work for someone that could ignore an employee like that. That's a good point. Did they have refreshments? Good question. Able to leave for lunch? I don't know. There are levels, but no, I wouldn't stay. Yeah, there you go. So my question was, when I shared the thing, was how long would you stay? What did I say? I don't remember what I said. How long would you stay? And I guess I could look it up. All right. If you were the interviewee in this scenario, how long would you stay? And how would you react before leaving? That's what I asked. All right. So yeah, Omar says, nope, I would not stay. There you go. Thanks, buddy. And the last one for us today comes from Kyle, uh, a different Kyle than the other Kyle. So, <laughs> very specific. We're doing great. So I'm pretty sure that's an impractical Joker sketch and not an interview. Joke's on them. I'm just going to sit there all day, get the job, and then continue sitting there all day while on the clock to show them how patient I really am. That's great. That's a perfect way to answer that. It's a perfect way to be like, yeah, listen, you're going to waste my time. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to waste your time. You're going to pay me, goddammit. That's what's going to happen. I love that. That's fun. That's good. That's a good answer. Thank you, Kyle. Good stuff. Good stuff. So there you go. So um, if you missed this question, 
I don't know who sees what when. That's no problem. Also, I'm sure I missed some answers because again, today for me is uh, is Tuesday. Had to do this early because I have other stuff going on this week. But oh boy, yeah. If you were uh, if you were brought to an interview at 7 a.m. and they just made you sit there, how long would you stay? And how would you react as you were leaving? Would you do anything? Would you stay the whole time? Would you leave after an hour? Would you try to find the boss and chew his ass out? Poor choice of words. Uh, <laughs> let me know. TheMonthlyPat.com. Let me know. For all the answers and questions and what have yous, that's where you go. All right. Let's talk some baseball. We got two more things. We're going to do the captain, maybe, if he's here. If not, then, you know, whatever. Um, thank you, captain, if you're there or not. Well, we'll get to that in a second. A uh, little baseball. We are underway with the regular season. And I have to tell you, I love the pitch clock. It's great. I love the bigger bases. More guys are stealing bases, which I have said on the show many times that I am bummed out that for years, guys haven't really been running on the bases, haven't been stealing bases that often because analytics say, oh, well, if you're not going to get it at a whatever the number is, 88%, then we don't want you trying to steal. And so what a lot of guys did or a lot of coaches said, like, oh, you're not going to try to steal bases because you're just going to give away an out. And you're like, we can't give away outs. I'm like, well, yeah, that's like that's a fair point to make, but it's also less fun. Like stolen bases are fun as hell. It's real fun. I love it. So I love the uh that stolen bases are coming back. Big fan. Pitch clock has made things run a little more smoothly. And really it's about like so now people are like, oh man, the games are too short. Brr. Well, you're cutting out time where guys are just standing around and walking around and like just taking their time. And it's not like you're cutting out home runs. Like you're not just, you're not saying, oh, you hit a home run and don't run the bases because we got to save time, right? You're not saying you score the winning run, don't celebrate because we got to save time, right? Whatever the case might be, quit celebrating so much, quit having so much fun playing a game, right? You're not doing that. You're cutting out the time where they're standing around watching each other, right? And that's good. This is a good thing. We don't need a lot of dead time. It's great. I love it. I can't wait to go to a game. I love it. Like I said, I've been on the pitch clock train for like six years. So I'm glad they finally did it. I love it. The uh, the non-shifting hasn't really played out yet. It's only been a couple. It's only been a week. So hasn't really uh, really showed, a, at least that I have seen, shown a significant difference in uh, batted balls in place. So we don't know about that yet. I guess we'll have to wait a little bit to get some real numbers and real, uh, you know, see what passes the eye test, I suppose. But early returns are favorable, I would think. I think a lot of players are into it as well. So I am into it. I am very much into it. You know who's not into the season and not having a good time is your Philadelphia Phillies. They are not great. They got swept by the Rangers, got their asses kicked pretty much over the weekend by the Rangers, got beat up by the Yankees on Monday. And so we shall see what happens the rest of the week. I uh, yeah, I don't like it, I have to say. I don't know what it is. Is it World Series hangover? Is it they're not used to the pitch clock? They're not used to, you know, I don't know what's going on. But, you know, are they actually not as good as we thought they were? Is it too early to here's what I'm trying not to overreact because it's been a week, right? But all these questions are popping up like, oh, maybe they actually suck. Maybe it's bad. Look, I don't know. All I know in this moment right now is I'm sitting here. Don't know what that was, but uh, is that the Phillies are not good. And it's not it's not just that they're losing. It's that they're just they don't look good. Like it's not fun baseball. So uh, as much as I love the pitch clock and the other games when the teams are actually, you know, decent or playing well. Phillies have gotten their asses kicked in uh, three out of the four games that I've seen so far. <laughs> so it's not very fun. It's not very fun. You know who is fun? And uh, I'm going to piggyback what Matt Shaw said a week ago. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are great, and I wish they were on a different team because, well, first of all, so I don't have to stay up all night watching their games that start at 10 p.m. on the East Coast. And second of all, because I want them to actually make the playoffs. Because seeing them in the World Baseball Classic, especially Shohei Otani, who was the star, I think, of the uh, of the thing, seeing them in meaningful baseball games was a lot of fun. And I want to see them in meaningful Major League Baseball games before, you know, before they retire or whatever. I know they're not that old, but, you know, they can't play forever. And I want to see them in meaningful games sooner rather than later. So come to the Phillies, both of you. That'd be, oh my God, that'd be great. Can you imagine? Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and the Phillies together. How much money would that cost? Oh, my God. Not my money. But anyway, um, any other baseball stuff we want to check out before we go? 
Here we go. Standings. Who's any anybody undefeated as I sit here? Your Tampa Bay Rays, your Minnesota Twins, and that's it. Wow, how about that? You know, if I had to guess, those would not have been the two teams that come to mind. So there you go. That's your baseball, man and woe man. I hope the Phillies turn it around. I hope that uh that your favorite team is playing well. I hope that you're uh, a player you like to watch is uh is playing well. How about that? Does that work? Is that good? No? All right. We're going to, we're about to go. (laughs) Man, go whoever you like. If you're doing fantasy baseball, I hope that's going well for you. I'm not. I haven't done fantasy baseball since like 2005. And uh, now I I definitely don't have time to do it. Um, But I hope you do well. Hope you win. Hope you have fun. And um, yeah, I hope everybody has fun out there. That's my answer for sports. Have fun. NBA playoffs coming soon. NHL playoffs coming sooner, I think. And uh, anything else? I'm sure I'm missing a sport here that somebody wants me to talk about, but I'm very sorry that I don't have it on my brain right now or on the page. Sorry, let me know. If there's something you'd like me to discuss, let me know, okay? And I will do as much research as, as, oh my God, why did I try that? I will do as much research as I can. There we go. Slow down, Pat. As Rabbi told you many years ago, slow the hell down. Not my rabbi. That's not a thing. Uh, Sean Tyler, I worked for him at uh, at a radio station, and uh, he was great. He was the best. And he one one piece of advice he gave me was to slow down. And every so often, I think of it, and uh, I realize I'm not doing it. So I'm going to try to talk slower, so you can understand what I'm saying, and I don't have to stop and repeat myself. Sound good? Great. All right, there you go. Hope everybody's teams are doing well. And if there's something, sports or otherwise, you would like me to discuss, reach out, let me know. TheMeltingPat.com is how you do that. All right? All right. So let's turn it over to the captain, and uh, we'll see how the fly guys are doing. I will say it is good that the captain was not available last week because I would not have had time to put the update in the show. So, uh, sir, if you're there, thanks for being here. Even though, like I say, I love the updates, even though they create more work for me on the back end. I love hearing them, and uh, I've heard some uh, some people like them too. So that is great. So good, sir. Let us know what's going on with the Fly Guys, or, you know, keep saving the world, doing whatever you're doing. If you are there, we will turn it over to you now and say, good, sir, the floor is yours. Take it away. There you have it. Thank you, my friend. Demouthic Pat, the next level network, just in case you heard the slap shot sound and nothing else, and not the captain, if he's too busy, or if uh, maybe if he don't want to talk about the Flyers. If they're doing so poorly, he didn't want to talk about it. I wonder if he's going to talk about uh, Danny Briere's kid throwing that unoccupied wheelchair down the stairs at that party. Did you guys see that a couple weeks ago? So his kid, Danny Briere, is the interim GM of the Flyers right now, and his son is a college hockey player. I don't remember where, but there was a video that came out of... So they're saying... So a lot of times... I guess, well, at this place, the, um, I shouldn't say a lot of times, I don't know, but at this place, somebody in the wheelchair had to go to the bathroom and the only bathroom was down the stairs. So they leave the wheelchair at the top of the steps to go down and go to the bathroom. And this kid, this Danny Briere, whatever his name is, what's his, I don't know what his first name is, but he and a couple other guys, a couple other hockey players were, there was a video of them at the top of the stairs and they pushed this kid's wheelchair down the stairs and broke it in a couple places. And I don't know if you know this, first of all, that's awful. Second of all, wheelchairs are super expensive to fix and repair and replace. And so I hope they got that straightened out. Um, I did see today that the kid got kicked off the hockey team. So I guess that works for me as a as a suitable punishment, at least uh, maybe as a suitable step one punishment. I love uh, one of the stories that I read about it. The headline didn't say unoccupied wheelchair. It just said, you know, the kid pushed a wheelchair down the stairs. And so their first thought is, oh, my God, was someone in it? And then it's like, no, no, no. Oh, my God. Like, headline writers, be very careful about what you're putting on your, uh, what you're printing or putting on your websites. Because, yeah, when you say, oh, he pushed a wheelchair down the stairs, you think that, oh, he pushed someone in a wheelchair down the stairs. And that's not what happened. It was an empty wheelchair. That doesn't make it okay. I'm just saying. You have to be careful with the language you use or don't use in your headlines, in your reporting, because then you have changed the story from, oh, my God, he injured a person to, oh, my God, he broke somebody's wheelchair and left them kind of uh, in the lurch, as it were. So I did see they are, uh, 
I think they replaced the wheelchair and uh, the kid got kicked off the team. So there you go. I don't know. I'm sure, again, the connection there is, I don't think the captain will talk about that. <laughs> but I saw it today that he got kicked off the team, and uh, rightfully so, as he should have, because uh, don't push wheelchairs down the stairs. I can't believe I had to say that out loud, but apparently college kids don't understand that's a bad thing. Or they did, and they did it anyway, which is worse. That's worse. Okay. Um, we're good. We are good to go. Hope you have a lovely... That's a that's a bummer way to end. Uh, DJT got arrested. He turned himself in. We did it at the top for the patrons, but I feel like I should uh, just mention that I think that is legitimately funny that a former president committed more crimes on top of the crimes he would commit in office and got caught and got punished, at least in some way. So there you go. That's I'm sure that won't alienate some listeners. Uh, I think that's funny. And yes, if someone commits a crime, they should be held accountable across the board. There you go. All right. There's my, did I cover myself on that one? All right. Do we have anything fun that we were going to wrap with? I thought that that's funny to me, but is it funny to everyone? What's funny to everyone? Anything I saw, (laughs) I did see before, really, before we go, I did see somebody said, all right, let's talk about the, the dumbest way you've injured yourself. And I thought about when I was shaving and my razor fell off the wall and cut my foot. So I got a, I got a cut. I talked about that on the show and we actually made it a question into what's your dumbest injury. But I thought about it because I saw it the other day. Um, yes, my dumbest injury was I cut my foot shaving and no, I was not shaving my foot. So there you go. Dumb injuries are always funny. And uh, yeah, kids getting big, kids half my size running around, screaming, jumping, not jumping yet, but he's very close. So there you go. All right. That's a good thing to end on. My kid is almost jumping and he's going to be too soon. And this summer is going to be nuts. Can't wait. Let's go. All right. Now we're going to go. I love you. Thank you for being here. My thanks to Full Blown Meltdown. Full Blown Meltdown for the tune. Let Me Hang is available now. The music video will be in the show notes at themeltingpath.com. Thank you very much, my friend. Enjoy all of the success that's going to come with this release and uh, can't wait for more. So there you go. All right. My thanks to everybody who weighed in on the impromptu question about the job interview. Um, yeah. How long would you stay? Would you hang out? Would you stay the whole time? Would you want to ream out the, uh, the interviewer for making you wait? Or would you bounce and, uh, and just tell about it on, a, on your own podcast? And the other thing I had to, wanted to ask you about, um, oh yeah, Hollywood video. What's a movie that you saw recently? There we go. And it reminded you of uh, of Comb in the Isles and Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or your local place and just enjoying an evening with the movie and the snacks and the game or the whatever um, and just reminded you of a of a fun time you had when you were a kid in, uh, in going to pick out movies and whatnot. Does that work? Is that broad enough? Or is that, I mean, is that narrow cast enough to, uh, to make a question? All right. Anyway, we're good. All right. We're going to go. <laughs> We're going to go. G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. We're good, right? This has been an 8 Boiling production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And, of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Next week, we may have guests. We may not. I don't know yet. We're going to find out together. It's going to be great. All right? Till then, just go have fun. Go have fun. I love you. All right? We good? Great. Thank you so much. All the things are done. TheMeltingPat.com is where you find more from me. I've said that enough times. Join the Patreon. You can watch this. You can watch the me do the thing with a sweet headband, and uh, you can join the chat during the show as well. So there you go. That's that's the other thing. Patreon.com slash TheMeltingPat. Watch the show. Get it early, and uh, join in the chat during the show. Does that sound fun? Yes? No? Great. Awesome. We're good. I love you. I'm out of here. I gotta. <laughs> yeah, we're good. You've been inside the Meltic Pat on the next Selva Network. We are, yeah, we're we're great. I love you. Go have fun and go crap open a cold one. Yo, can I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty outside, some lemonade will be nice. Stop a fight from the top to a big Got a bar, a drink, but cross. Got the bait on the phone for I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is demon, don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash of a mess, martini time.
Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool. The heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage. This place so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. Need something from the bar? Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, uh, 'cause I'm feeling kind of bored. Stick it in the fridge. 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 And the friend, go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. What? Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. Yo, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. And you look at the bite, but the brew tastes nice. Back to the bar. So every jack of reason I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. But I must tell you, I'm the cool egg kid. My drink, please stick it in the fridge, 'cause I like cold beverage. I like cold beverage. I like cold beverage. Uh huh. I'm kinda thirsty. I like cold beverage. 